for me professionally, I, I've come to really appreciate where where the university um, is positioned within the collegiate landscape. Um, I think we're at a level to where we can compete nationally, but also that the pressure to compete nationally um, doesn't compromise the integrity of the program and what we're here to do. Welcome to Building Ideas, exceptional people discussing inspired experiences that create an enduring impact on our communities. Building Ideas is presented by MSA Design. To learn more about MSA, visit us on the web at www.msaarch.com. Hi, this is Bill. Welcome to the podcast. We're glad you joined us today for another great episode of Building Ideas. Thanks for all your likes. Thanks for your support. Thanks for forwarding this to a friend. We're getting constant comments. People are really enjoying what we're putting out there. And we just enjoy having the opportunity to learn a little leadership, a business, life, and design from a variety of people. And today's guest is a friend of the firm and a friend of mine. We've known him for a long time. He comes to us from the world of the Mid-American Conference, Maction, uh, one of the institutions that is a bedrock of the Mid-American Conference, Ohio University, home of the Bobcats. Jason Farmer joins us as Associate Athletic Director of Facilities for the Ohio University Bobcat Nation. He schedules and manages daily operations of all athletic-controlled facilities on the campus, coordinates all aspects of game day operations for home athletic events, oversees all maintenance, renovation, and construction projects, develops and implements policies and procedures in the area of facilities, maintains a full staff, and establishes and monitors an annual budget. He's a very busy man. And if you've been around Athens over the past 15 years, they have done a tremendous amount of work and really brought their facilities and their entire campus experience, not only athletics, but academic and student life, to the top in the country. So if you got some kids looking to go to a college, going to live in an awesome college town and a beautiful landscape, go to OU. Um, in recent years, he's been involved in some of the most significant improvements to Ohio facilities, including the brand new Walter Fieldhouse and the Sook Academic Center, a project that we worked on together a number of years ago. Um, he is an incredibly thoughtful very strategically minded individual, knows his stuff, and it's just a pleasure to work with. Um, he's a Northern Ohio native, received his Bachelor's of Science in Sports Science, and minored in Business Administration from OU in 2003. And he is just a part of the culture of servant leadership and student-athlete support that is prevalent throughout the organization and the institution. So welcome to today's exceptional person, Jason Farmer. Jason, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, appreciate you being with us uh, from uh, Ohio's first university on the phone. <laughs> and finest, first and finest. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us a little bit about how uh, a kid from northern Ohio ended up in uh, one of the coolest college towns in the country, I think, and yeah. one of the best Mac schools out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, to be honest with you, I can't claim that there was a ton of intention behind it. Um you could probably say that uh, 18, 19-year-old Jason Farmer didn't have a ton of direction. Um, picked, picked Ohio, um, knew I was going to college. That was sort of a foregone conclusion. Just uh, mom and dad sort of drove that home over the years. Um, picked, picked Ohio based purely off of um, my impressions of those schools around the country, or around the state, pardon me. And... Um, it just 
sort of felt, just kind of looked like and felt like what I um, imagined college to be. So um, applied to and, and accepted into Ohio University. Um, I, I can, in terms of, of what my plan was for college, there really wasn't one. I I recall thinking not having much interest in or, or understanding of where I'd end up 10 years from then. Um, and I sort of assumed that I would, I don't know, I guess following my dad's footprints, footsteps. He was, uh, he was a salesman, worked for Ryerson Steel up in Cleveland. Um, he was a, he was a, a, a tie and briefcase guy, sat behind a desk and did whatever guys with ties and briefcases do. And so I assumed that's where I'd land. And then uh, after I enrolled and we were filling out paper where I had to select a major, um, someone pointed out to me this major called, at the time, sport industry. And I don't know who described it or how they described it, but what I remembered was thinking it's a, it's a tie and briefcase guy who sits behind a desk but does something with sports. And so that was enough. Okay, check that box and here we go. Done. Done. <laughs> it's about it's about the only thing about the only thing that interested me at the time was sports so here we go um, from there I, I'd say it really started with um, practicum experience there's a requirement of the of the course is to is to go out into the world and, and volunteer your time volunteer for class credit and um, there again um, I think there was a, a couple descriptions of opportunities around campus and and I don't remember what I read in the facilities, in the athletic facilities and events um, description that resonated with me um, at the time, but um, something did. So I, I dialed up the phone, fired, fired up the email, um, and just sort of started from there and was just around. That was really my approach. Just just be around, you know, and uh, sort of find the opportunities as they come and I think what I found now, now looking back, now that I can sort of reflect back on those opportunities, I think facilities and events it fits my personality in a way that, like I said, I didn't understand at the time. Um, I, 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 I'm a bit of a builder, a bit of a creator, I think, at heart. And so um, all of those things, I enjoy woodworking in my free time. And so all of those things that go into you know, making a chair in the wood shop apply to facilities and events. Um, it's sort of imagining your final your final product, envisioning it, um, mm -hmm. breaking it down into pieces, and then and then attacking attacking each piece one at a time um, until you assemble it, step back, and enjoy the final product. And so, um, what I what what I'm drawn to outside of work, sort of in a leisure atmosphere, I now see is is what I enjoy about my professional career too. So. Mm -hmm. Now I know Ohio has a tremendous reputation in kind of their sports. I don't know what it's called now. Like you say, it was sports industry. I think it's a, um, there's a whole department and division of the school. Talk a little bit about just some of the different offerings that came through that program. Cause I know there's folks going to broadcasting, right? They go into facilities, they go into business operations. Tell us a little bit about kind of what's offered at OU in those, uh, in that kind of, uh, college department sure yeah there is a um what was when i graduated the sport industry program has been rebranded sport management 
Um, and then Ohio University is very well known not only for that program, but maybe more so for its master's program, its master's of sport administration program. Um, and there, the doors open for really all of those paths. I would say the the program's current strength is that that marketing sponsorship type of leg, mm-hmm. um, the leadership at this time, or which has sort of turned over, um, you know, was really strong in that area. And I think the program sort of reflected his strengths. But um, but really, there's uh, there's people coming out of that program. Um, with skills in all of the individual disciplines within not only college athletics, but uh, but professional athletics and just sort of the, the more global industry. So um, the pathway is there for, for all of those things right now. Like I said, I think uh, I think they would echo that their strength is a little bit um, skewed towards the, the sponsorship marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. Were there some... Um... You mentioned your dad. Obviously, he was a salesman, and you thought you were going into that, um, which I guess what you do is a little bit of sales, isn't it? Trying to work <laughs> all the different departments and roles. Uh, were there other key folks along the way who influenced you to make these decisions? I, I would I would start back at the beginning. The um, the gentleman I worked for as a student, um, and I guess I didn't get into the rest of my lineage, which is all which has all occurred here at Ohio. Um, so sort of my 20 year career at Ohio, um, the gentleman I worked for as a student, um, later as a post-grad intern, um, gentleman by the name of Julio Freire, he, he certainly had an impact on sort of the foundation of who I am. Um, and there's, there's still, there's still times where, um, as I'm, uh, teaching, instructing, mentoring, um, some of the same messages come out of my mouth that that came out of his. So um, we were together for two, two and a half years, but I think there's definitely some things um, that I've carried on from there, um, from Julio. Um, also, my current supervisor, Amy Dean. Um, Amy and I have been, um, she's been in Ohio as long as I have, a little bit longer. Um, but she's been a consistent face through all of the change. And uh, she has been my supervisor twice now. So we've been um, through a couple realignments. We've we've come back around full circle. And so I'd probably be remiss if I didn't think about Amy Dean and the impact she's had on me in my career. Um, outside of that, I, I've I've had a lot of autonomy from, you know, during my career. And so I think I've I've been influenced a lot um, by the people around me. Um, I've, when I was early on in my career, um, like I said, it was I was working for an associate AD at the time as an intern, um, and there was another gentleman working with me by the name of Nate Wills as a GA. Um, the associate AD moved on, got another position at another university, and. Um, Nate and I, intern and GA, sort of took the reins of the office, and uh, we were sort of thrown into the fire a little bit, looking back. Um, but I just, we figured a lot of stuff out together, and so I think that was an invaluable relationship, and and obviously early in my career, really impactful. So, um, so as much as the people above me, the people around me, have really influenced who I am and and what my career has has turned out to be. Um, 
because there's a lot as you think about it there's there's a lot it's you forget how much how much time has passed and um, i've had the good fortune of of working for four different athletic directors um uh, tom bay early in my career kirby hocutt who is a name that pops up every now and again now at texas tech is on the um bowl championship committee um that was an influential couple years working with and learning from Kirby. Um, Jim Shouse, who I've obviously spent the most time with. Um, Jim. A <laughs> lot, lot of lessons learned from Jim. Um, and, now, and now Julie. You know, I see uh, a lot of opportunity to continue learning from Julie as well. Yep. What is it, you know, in your career, in your business, really, it's you've led an interesting path. You're at your alma mater, and I know it means a lot to you, and you've really led your whole career there and continue to rise the organization you know what is so special about ohio university to you Mm -hmm. you know to make it your life and career yeah there's there is some uh, pardon me get for getting too sentimental but there does seem to be something sort of magical about ohio university um i think anyone that passes through uh passes through her gates um will echo that to you um, it's just a, it, it's just a place that draws, draws people in, um, and sort of just kind of puts her claws in them. Um, <laughs> I, I think most people that have been in Athens for any period of time will tell you they can't leave Athens without packing a piece of Ohio university gear. Cause you know, you'll make a friend along the way. Um, and, and it's almost, uh, it's almost a, a, you know, foregone conclusion that if I, if I leave the city or the state, um, and it, and it's, it happens more, the further you would get away from Athens. Um, huh. if you pop on an Ohio university t-shirt, someone's gonna, someone's gonna holler at you. Someone's going to give you an OU. Oh yeah. Chance. Someone's gonna, Hey, OU. um, someone's going to pat you on the back. And so I don't know, I don't know if that exists with every, with every school. And, but, um, yeah, it, it's a special pace place for some, um, Probably a little bit of an ambiguous reason, but ultimately, I think it's the people and the culture of of the city and, and the surrounding area. Um, for me professionally, I, I've come to really appreciate where where the university um, is positioned within the collegiate landscape. Um, I think we're at a level to where we can compete nationally, but also that the pressure to compete nationally um, doesn't compromise the integrity of the program and what we're here to do. So, um, so I, I really appreciate that. And, um, I'm, I'm sure that the, you know, there's a, there's a balance of focus at every school across the country, but, um, but I, I think maybe it's, it's skewed in the, in the right way, sort of at that mid mid major level. Mm-hmm. How do you see, you know, there's, and you alluded to it, and we've talked about this before, you know, how there is such a gulf, right? If you just take Division One FBS programs, there's such a wide disparity between, you know, the top 15 to 20 or top 50 and then the other, what, 150 or however many there are. How do you see, just from your perspective, you know, not official endorsement or recommendation from the department, but just as a, as a fan, as a professional in, in college sports, how do you see the f- college sports landscape changing? Do you think it's in a, a bit of a status quo with some shuffling, or do you think there's going to be a another reset? You know, is there a, a breakaway group? Is there 
a super league. You know, what do you think? Hmm. You know, I'm fortunate to not have to spend too much of my um, my time debating those things. Yeah. Um, so it is sort of an outside, the opinion of an outside observer. But um, I don't know. I, I, I think, first and foremost, college athletics is going to survive. Um, it's, it's not going anywhere. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily see some sort of instantaneous one decision that turns the page and today looks drastically different than tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Is it going to evolve? Absolutely. Um, but I think, I think that that evolution, um, I think it'll take reasonable steps. And maybe we step back in 10 or 20 years and see that there's some change. But um, I don't think it'll have the impact of, you know, tomorrow we pay everybody and yeah. you know, we blow the roof off this thing. I, I think <laughs> whatever changes happen will happen incrementally. The people involved um, will read and react to change as they always do. I mean, this the past year has been a, a testament to that, that we're an, indus- an industry that can do that and is, and is well positioned to do so. So, yeah, I, I think there'll be changes. Um, but if I were to put any money on it, I'd say they'll be incremental. Uh, they'll be, um, yeah, I, I think they'll be well thought out and sort of over the course mm-hmm. of time. So what have you learned as the person who really runs the events at a large university? Um, with a diehard, I, I will tell you, you know, I'm a fellow Maction uh, alum, but there's something you you guys have a bit of a cult. No offense, in a great way. I mean, OU fans, you guys are pretty tight and everywhere. And uh, <laughs> maybe it's just because I've been living in Cincinnati, but yeah, there is a definite bond that you all have, which is pretty cool to see. But what have you learned, you know, professionally, personally, over this past year, as far as from the event and operations side, and you know running a major university's athletics program. Lessons learned. Um, I, I think, I think it's given, you know, this past year, it's probably given us a good opportunity to step back and, and, and evaluate our priorities. Um, I, I think, I think that's a process that we all go through um, naturally over time. And, and I can sort of, think of a few times where it becomes more conscious than subconscious. But um, this year, I think, was a really good example of how um, of how uh, change can be less impactful if we just return to our priorities. Um, there was a lot of change, but ultimately, um, we were able to maintain and continue to do those things that were most important to us. And when you put it in that perspective, um, this year really wasn't that bad. It, it really didn't change too much. Um, mm. We still serviced our student athletes. We educated young men and women. Um, we provided them the opportunity to um, to practice and to compete um, on the field. Um, and we were able to provide a little bit of entertainment to our community along the way. Um, and so, yeah, I guess at the end, if you look at it that way this year, really wasn't too much different than the others. So uh, <laughs> just a lot of plexiglass and hand sanitizer, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are all, those are all the details. Uh, <laughs> oh, I tell you, 
<laughs> it's been crazy. You know, one of the things we talk about is inspired experiences. And I know, you know, you're a facilities manager, professional, you've traveled the world. I know you've had a, a long career in college athletics. Um, you know, we got a gig out about buildings and stuff. We're architects, right? So, sure. so what's a key place, space, or experience in the built environment that has inspired you, Jason Farmer? Ooh, we are about to geek out, aren't we? Yeah, that's um, okay. You, you go deep. It's okay. <laughs> I, you know, what, what pops into my my mind is is the next one, you know, the next space, the next building that gets built um, that sort of resets the bar of creativity and, and imagination. Um, you know, those, those ones always catch my eye and, and they resonate. For whatever reason, uh, right when you pose that question, I, I think of things like the, oh, now I'm going to fumble it, the, is it the Mercedes, Mercedes-Benz Dome and their continuous oh, yeah. donut video board. <laughs> Who would have imagined that? That That is crazy and, and to me, inspiring. That, that Talk about thinking cool. outside of the box. Um, and I think, you know, I, I see... Um, I think we see those things again with with the next one, the next one that's built, or even for me, the next space that I'm in. You know, mm-hmm. what's what's inspiring to me about you know uh, the next the next place I see. I I didn't think that we could do this thing like that. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if that's a cop out, but I'm gonna go with the next one. The next one. The next one is the one that inspires me. You've um you've been in a lot of involved a lot of well twenty years right you've involved a lot of transformation and you guys have really transformed not only just from your renovations your incremental improvements but you know some big buildings and big um, strategic improvements what are some of the things that you have uh, been most proud of in all of the projects that you've been able to be a part of there you know and, and how it's impacted um, you know the Bobcats program yeah. Um, I'm sure it's a goal of everyone, but we we re- we really feel the pressure to be efficient with our spending. Um, we don't we don't have a, a, an opportunity to revisit a lot of projects, at least in in the uh, sort of immediate time frame. So it's really important for us that we uh, a get things right and b that we're really efficient with things. So um, you know the the Walter Fieldhouse uh, is our indoor practice football facility. It's a nice building. It's a nice building. Yeah, and I, I'm really proud of what we were able to do there in, in terms of um, the amenities and the accommodations for different programs. We That project, like any, starts with, you know, good, better, best, you know, an, a, a, an order of magnitude cost for a bubble, for mm-hmm. a steel building, and for a brick-clad <laughs> Taj Mahal. And mm-hmm. with, with everything in it that you can imagine, including an eight-lane continuous 400 meter track and uh you start to find the cost escalators and you whittle that thing down yep there you go <laughs> yeah we doing through, visual we here. Went through that once didn't we oh, yes um, yes we did my friend six <laughs> inches here eight inches there yeah you really need so, a curve <laughs> uh, yeah so we we did some things in the field house that i thought were um sort of innovative we mm-hmm. We knew that a continuous track was more was a lot more valuable than single straight lanes. So so that was a key. We want to make sure that this track is continuous, um, but we wanted to maintain the integrity of the 120 yard field as much as we could. 
Um, and without that track, we knew the building couldn't be wide enough to accommodate a 300 meter competitive track, a two or 300 meter competitive track. So we settled on this four lane track with sort of sharp corners. So yes, it's continuous, um, not able to accommodate competitions, but still uh, far more accommodating to practices. Uh, and then we did um, one of our uh, one of our most creative ideas is we installed what we called what we call the racetrack lane. So this this track that makes a sharp ninety degree turn, there's one inlaid lane that basically comes from lane four and turns the corner down into lane one and then back out to lane four. So our student Super. athletes, yeah, so we could delineate a running path that was closer to a competitive turn for practice purposes. And so there's some, there's a, a few other touches in that building sort of like that, but um, when we can be thorough, creative, efficient, um, those are the things that I'm really proud of and, and some of the, the lasting impressions, I think, that our physical facilities have made on the department. Yeah. And you, you talked about an example there with Walter. Are there some things that, you know, as the person who manages the events, when you plan for these facilities, this is a bit of a softball question, by the way, because I know the answer because uh, <laughs> we work together. But, you know, are there some things that you bring to the table you think like, um, you know, certainly you have the athlete customer, right? The coaches, the athletic directors, administration, donors, right? And then you have the facility side, a la the Mike Wests and team, you know, <laughs> you know, what are some of the, what's some of the, that you bring to the table that you think helps kind of effectively shape that process and then the final project? Mm-hmm. Um, not to pat myself on the back too much, but um, I, I do think I have a, I have a good ability to um, to visualize a final product, um, whether that's just based off discussion and concept or to take a 2D black and white blueprint um, and you know apply that to the actual physical space. Um, mm -hmm. Not everybody can do that. I mean, whether or not they just don't have the experience in doing it, whether it's a learned, um, it's a learned skill or whether it's instinctive. And so, um, understanding that allows me to sort of help people through the process, mm -hmm. uh, allows me to sort of see some of the opportunities, some of the, the potential pitfalls, um, and really walk through, um, the people that will be using the space, kind of walk mm -hmm. them through that, um, and just facilitate conversation. Um, I think that's, that's one thing that I, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at is mm -hmm. just, uh, Facilitating, facilitating conversation, making sure that we're thorough, um, sort of taking my own opinion out of the matter. And, you know, here's an idea. It's worth talking about. It's worth vetting. And we'll see if there's a consensus. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I may think it's it's not a great idea, but there's a little bit of, I can sense a little bit of interest. So let's, let's vet it out. Um, try not to slow the process down too much by doing so. Uh, but let's vet it out and move on one way or the other. So, hey, let's put a film platform up there, shall we? Really? <laughs> okay, that's, which worked that's, out great. Yeah. That's a great idea. Let's figure it out. <laughs> um, from your side, from I know you've planned, you've been involved in some spectator venue improvements and expansions, some athlete focused, uh, you know, different back of house for lack of a better term, right? Improvements that are more athlete focused. 
you know, what are some trends that you have seen come to the forefront in the past, you know, really five, 10 years as you guys have transformed your athletics quadrant, you know, that you would advise other clients, customers, architects working on these kinds of facilities to think about? Yeah. It's, so we had, um, we had a, a, a period of growth. You know, we mentioned the two products, the addition of our indoor practice facility and of our academic space. Um, both of those, both of those were really focused on uh, the student athlete experience, which mm-hmm. is for sure a buzzword. Um, I think, you know, our industry has always existed for that purpose. And I have to imagine that the administrators of, of 30 and 20 years ago were similarly focused on it as we are now. But I don't know, even in my 20 year, I don't know if I heard that term as much the first 10 years of my, of my career. So mm-hmm. the student athlete experience, I think, is, a, is an important one. And as I, I try and draw one big circle around those two big projects that we've done most recently, um, they really were focused on that. Um, mm-hmm. focused on the the practice environment, sort of those behind behind the scenes, what accommodations our teams have to um, to again train and coach and and um, develop um, students on campus. And mm-hmm. then and, and you know, same with the academic center. Obviously, uh, the name itself Im- Im- implies what what the goal was there but just a, a space to facilitate the development of our student athletes in, in, in that half of, of their existence. So student athlete experience, I think is certainly a trend um, and, and fan experience as well. I think those, those experiential types of things are a focus and drive a lot of, of what we're, what we're doing. Um, closer, you know, five to 10 years, maybe a little bit more specific, um, we're starting to have a lot more conversations about nutrition. Um, and I think that's obviously trickling down from a national level changes made at the NCAA's level. Um, for, for Ohio university, we're, um, we're building, you know, we're, we're building from sort of small accommodations and, and I'm sure in a few years we'll be where some of the power five schools are now talking about, uh, cafeterias and, and large dedicated spaces, um, all aimed towards, um, you know, the nutritional needs of our student athletes. Yeah. For now, for us, it's it's some um, some segmented people, some segmented spaces, some limited offerings, some sport specific locations. But but uh, soon, soon those um, as as two, three, four, five programs start to turn their focus onto it, um, it'll sort of elevate itself to a department wide. Yeah. You know, let's address. Let's let's. Uh, Let's solve this problem for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you're you're spot on, Jason. We see it all the way from Division three moving up, you know, trickle down from Power Five and right national, but it's across the board. I think that's an important thing, um, and it's and it's and it's you know, it's something you can I think accommodate with existing facilities with a little bit of creativity, right? And just mm-hmm. finding those unused corners. And I know you guys are really effective at doing that there on campus. <laughs> <laughs> you it's can put a lot in that combo. Find- it's amazing what you find when you have to. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in Peden and Convo that people had no intention of putting in there originally. So, <laughs> um, one of one of the other areas is enduring impact, and so I know you've been, you know, you were a, a young professional. You've moved up to senior level in the athletics department. Have been involved in mentoring 
professionals and been mentored yourself. So, um, you know, what have you learned or seen in your career that could help other organizations or individuals have an impact, not even necessarily in athletics or sports, but just in general, like life lessons? Mm. Oh, geez. Life lessons. Yeah, you're, you're, um, Jason Farmer, you sit up on the mound on the uh, south side of Peden, overlook the river, and they come up and talk to you. You know, what, <laughs> what's the man on the mountain? What, what, what's the... Uh, I know you got some. <laughs> let's see. Let's go fishing. Um, yeah. Fair. <laughs> In the hawking, though? Really? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I've, I've always considered myself, and, and I think this is a lesson learned early on in my career, that um, I'm sort of a custodian of, of the office. Um, you know, that... The position of assistant athletic director for facilities and events at Ohio University is going to exist after I'm gone. It existed prior to me, um, and it's going to exist after I'm gone. And 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 I just have the 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 pleasure and luxury of of managing the office while I'm here. And um, part of our challenge at Ohio is uh, there is a lot of turnover. Um, Save Jason Farmer, a guy who's here for 20 years. Um, there's a lot of turnover around the department in general. And, and for me, um, with such a small staff, you know, it's, it's turning over every year, every semester. And so, um, I talked to, I talked to my staff a lot about, um, building, building the office, um, building processes, putting processes in place to where if, and when Jason Farmer leaves, the, the office continues to run as smooth, if not smoother when he's gone. And so, um, I, I think that that could be wisdomatic to a young professional that, um, you know, you're advancing your career, but, but my suggestion to you would be, um, you will be best self-served by serving your office and serving some greater goal, serving the institution rather than yourself. Um, how's that one? That one, check the box. Big box. Check. Yeah. You can come, you can, you can come off the hill now. You inspired. <laughs> I'm inspired. Let's go. To, I'm coming over. Let's go to Court Street. <laughs> um, what's the? We talked a little bit before. You know, you never go in with expectations, right? You just go in whatever season it is. You just see what happens. What are some of the great memories you've been able to witness in Bobcats athletics over these twenty some years where you've been on campus? Oh. Um... I know you got some because you guys make a run every once in a while and make a real. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in a blank on the years. I'm I'm not a I'm not a guy who memorizes year, but our, I guess our second run in the tournament are, are the one that we went the the deepest. Yeah. Um, the men's basketball team when we beat uh, who was it? Who did it start with? Um, was that when you had Clark Kellogg's son? In it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately lost to North Carolina. Um, beat two other teams along the way. That was that was one time, and I think I, I remember telling John Gross, the coach at the time, that that was that was the best, the most fun time I've ever had being a Bobcat. Is that run? And I think what um, what people outside of Athens may not remember or know is that I think we entered the conference tournament as like a seven seed. Yeah, yeah, um, you weren't so. You weren't. It was it was a magical ride, winning whatever it was, four games to win a conference championship. And we were, we were on cloud nine then. 
Um, and then you, you win a game in the tournament. You win two games in the tournament. Um, I happened to, I happened to experience some of that, um, on vacation, the, the first or second weekends of that, um, huh. on vacation, I was, I was with a, a group of people in Arizona, um, that had never, you know, heard of Ohio university. And we, we dip into a bar at, in the middle of the afternoon, empty, and just demand that the proprietor <laughs> find the Ohio university game. And, you know, just made a mockery of the place celebrating every basket. And so um, that whole run was memorable. I got back into town um, from Arizona, like on a Wednesday mm -hmm. and walked down the street to a buddy's house who was driving to St. Louis for that next round, that game versus um, North Carolina. And even that game, I, I, that game versus North Carolina was the funnest uh, the the funnest experience I've had, even though we lost, to watch our guys compete out there and you know put the fear of God in a giant was yeah a lot of fun. Does that mean a lot to you? Because you know you get to know these guys, don't you, uh, through the years? Because you're a relatively smaller department. I mean, do you get to know them a little bit and get a little connected to some of the student athletes? Yeah, yeah. For for me personally, it's a lot of proximity awareness. Um, yeah. So yeah. where. You know, there's some direct interaction between um, between the student athletes and staff in, in other areas, academic services, athletic training, there and that. For me, I feel like after two or three years, I turn out, I, I end up being like the, who's that guy that's always around? Like, who's that guy that's always in the corner at our games? And then, um, you know, it, it turns into like a, a little bit of recognition, like, and so, like, so then we can build up some up, conversation. Right? <laughs> we can build up a relationship, you know, uh, with the upperclassmen. So it, it yeah. for me, it, it takes a couple years of just like them recognizing me because I'm just there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What are um, what are you excited about right now? Other than well, I know you have a big personal excitement coming a little later this summer. But besides being a new dad, what, yeah. what else is exciting you? I mean, I would say a return to normalcy is exciting, um, but I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Just was, it's, um, I guess maybe I don't want to jinx it. So a return to normalcy, I, I think, I think there'll be a new appreciation for what we do, at least from the, the, the external side. Like I said, uh, we, We've sort of reevaluated our, our priorities. We know what they are. We were able, um, we've been able to continue providing opportunities to student athletes and, and on some minimal level that experience um, for that entertainment and escape experience for um, you know, the, the general public. Um, I, I think when, when the public returns in masses, I, I think and I hope and I expect there to be just a greater level of appreciation which um, you take a positive environment like like an athletic venue and, and you sort of add that um, innate characteristic. And I think there's there's some there's some magic, there's some new there's some new elevated experiences to be had in in full um, athletic arenas. Um, I'm a I'm not an NBA basketball guy, but I'm an NBA playoffs guy. And uh -huh. so um, I've been I've been watching those games pretty religiously when I can. And you're starting to see it, like the electricity in those uh -huh. venues. I mean, the um, the Garden, you know, the Knicks last night 
that was that rocking. That's I'm ready. I'm ready to be. I'm ready to be in the middle of that again. Yeah, it's it's you know talking to a lot of your peers and even some professional clients. They're all just amping up. They cannot wait. You know, even in the partial filled, you know, partial venues, it's there. There's, you know, I was at a soccer match a couple weeks ago. They opened the soccer stadium here in town, and it was 25% capacity. But that 25% capacity was louder than the last 25,000 crowd they had last year because <laughs> you can just tell everybody was just like let's go so i <laughs> i think you know if i'm a betting man i'm gonna think it assuming everything's wide open right and everything works and i have a feeling peden stadium is gonna be a fun place to watch a college football game this fall yeah i hope so i think, I think you're gonna be pushing capacity <laughs> <laughs> well good well jason you've taken a lot of time i appreciate uh kind of connecting how can folks learn more about um the Bobcat Nation Athletics Program. Wow. OhioBobcats.com. Follow us on the socials. And you're not going to make any predictions for next year's tournament, are you? Um, we're going to give it a run. Be careful. <laughs> watch out. Uh, no predictions. But um, we got we got good we got good folks in place, you know, down the hall there, and so. Um, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be fun to watch, um, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. Do you have the cards in uh, Peden this fall? Cardinals, Card- come, are we coming? Are we coming over? Are the Cardinals coming over this fall? That's a good question. I don't believe so. All right, I was going to say I may have to come over, and that'd be a fun game to watch. Hopefully we can pretend. Be we can pretend. <laughs> I'm sure okay. there's there's some team wearing red coming in, and you can just pretend. I'll just there you go, or I'll just wear my green. I got a fair amount of that here as well, thanks to you. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hey, best wishes with everything with your family. That's awesome. Happy for you. And uh, enjoy this runway of <laughs> getting the nursery ready. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, sir. Paint, paint job is complete uh, about a week ago. And so, yeah, as we were chatting, furnishings are next. Wishes left. All right. Well, best to everybody over there in Athens. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, brother. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Building Ideas is presented by MSA Design. To learn more about MSA Design, visit us on the web at www.msaarch.com.